0: Welcome to the Free Your Fears podcast. If you have always had that feeling deep down that you are here to do big things with your life and you are ready to step into your power, then you are in the right place. This is your one-stop shop for no bullshit advice on how to break through your limitations, stop playing small and create the life and business you desire. I am your host, Caitlin from Complete by Caitlin, and I help ambitious women break out of self-sabotage so they can stand in their power and create the impact and income they want. I'm so excited you are here, and I cannot wait to jump into today's episode with you. Hello, you incredible woman. Welcome back to Free Your Fears. This week, I have a bit of a special episode. What I have done is taken the audio from my awesome free masterclass from fear to fierce that I ran last week. And I absolutely loved this masterclass because we went through so much around shadow work and archetype and self sabotage. And I gave away my exact integration process of what to do with shadow archetypes so you can really stand in your power and create your best life and You know, stop having all these fears that come up and just really keep you stuck. And I really want to share this with you guys as well, because if you couldn't make it live or you didn't grab the replay or you did grab the replay and you just have have not had time to sit down and listen, then this is your chance just to pop it in your ears or put it on the audio in your car and just get and download so much goodness into your brain. That's really going to help take your life and your business to the next level. So I really hope that you love this episode. Please screenshot it, share it to your Instagram, share it with someone you think that it might help and DM me any of your biggest takeaways, you know, the things that you learned and just let me know that you've loved this episode because I think that this work is so incredibly important. I'm so passionate about it and I just want it to reach as many people as possible because I remember feeling so stuck in my life and I couldn't seem to stop the same patterns of behavior and all of those things. And so I just desire for you guys and anyone that you know to be able to stand in your power and just live such an amazing, authentic life to you. So please share, please let me know your takeaways. I enjoy this episode so much because it's absolutely amazing and I will see you all next week. So my intention for tonight is to try and meet your intentions as best as possible and to give you guys as much value and as much direction as possible. Obviously, I mean, if you see my Instagram, I work in the field of self-sabotage. It is my speciality, not just because I know a lot about it from studying, but because I have been through it myself (laughs) a lot. And... It's one of those things that maybe doesn't get touched on so much in the personal development world, because it's fun to talk about manifestation and like, you know, making your dreams happen and affirmations and all those really nice, make us feel good kind of subjects. But what I found, and especially in my life, I was like, I feel like there's something missing. Like I'm, I'm getting the concept, but it just feels like there's something missing. And as I started to do my work, I realized that everything has two sides. And so as much as the light work is amazing and fun and makes us feel empowered and good, if we don't do the shadow or the dark work, unfortunately, this doesn't fucking go anywhere. Like literally doesn't go anywhere because there's, and you guys probably have experienced this where you're logical and like you're consciously going, yeah, but I want to achieve this goal. And then you're doing the opposite thing. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why is this happening? And so you sit down, you do some more affirmations, you're like, it's Monday, guys, I'm definitely going to do it. And then you're like, what the fuck is happening? And that is because there is a disconnect between the conscious and the subconscious. So my job is to work on your subconscious and to show you about that world because when you do the work in there, it will get you the work that you want outside in your reality. All right? So... What we're going to do is like go over fear, where it comes from, and then why people really struggle with it and how to overcome it in the best way I know how. Then we're going to talk about my program Ignite at the end, if that's okay. Can I get a thumbs up? That's okay. Yep. I'm going to try to sell to you guys. Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> just getting your permission because if you're like, not, nah, I'll be like, okay, I'll just give you the information. Off we go. Um but I really love this program. I'm really excited for it. It's the results I saw last time, Almost like not even I could conceive how amazing it was. And it's the work that I'm actually going to tell you guys about tonight. And then I'm going to announce the winners. And the biggest thing I want you guys to know is that you're probably going to be triggered as fuck. Okay. Your conscious mind is just going to be like, no, no, no. No, no, I don't want that. I don't like this. This is annoying. I feel resistance. I feel all of these things. And you're going to want to be like out the window. And I fully get it. And I see you. But I just want you to, when this happens, like put your hands on your heart and on your womb and just, and just remind yourself that you are safe. And the reason that it's so hard for us to hear some of these things and concepts and for us to believe that that's where we have to go is because and these things are like the way through and our brain knows that on a level and it feels unsafe over there because you don't know that identity. Even though you say you want it, you don't know what it's like. You don't know what potential problems come up. Can you even handle that? You know, fear of success is a big one. And so your brain's like, Nope, I'm just going to keep you here. And so it's going to form resistance, excuses, reasons. It's going to throw everything at you. And you've probably experienced this before. Yeah. So my first question, how does fear show up in your life? Like, what's the one thing that's really brought you here where you're just like, I want to do this fucking thing and I'm not doing it. What is it? I say this every time, but I need the Jeopardy music. (sighs) starting my own business leaving current job yes fear of not having the money yes my dream job policewoman amazing starting my own business so many beliefs around not being good enough yes oh my god i had this for so long (laughs) starting my business business is a big one yeah not good enough no enough for what kendall that's what i want to know for what So get as specific as possible. What is that action? What is that thing? This is important. (laughs) Playing big in my business, stepping into it, calling it in. Beautiful. Kate says, sabotaging my current job security and returning to my own business. Yes. Kendall, starting my own business. Thank you. (laughs) Lauren, further study and buying a house, amazing Malise says, not being good enough, knowing enough to share my ideas, how do you want to be sharing them, is it on social media, is it a blog, is it running workshops, like what is it Cass says, being confident in my ability and capacity to expand my private practice, confidence in having independent wants and needs in my relationships and fear of making money, how funny is it we're like, fear that there's not enough money, then fear to make too much (laughs) so the first, Sinead says, not feeling good enough. Oh, they all come in. <laughs> good enough to start a business, fear of success and being seen. Yes, yes, yes. Kendall, same with to share my beliefs and experience due to judgment of others, mainly family. Yeah, family is a big one. Lauren, self sabotaging and dealing with imposter syndrome as a graphic designer. Amazing. Okay, so mm-hmm. now it's clear what actions you guys need to take after this. <laughs> what is fear and why is it there? So it's a very primal thing. And, you know, if you read enough personal development books, they're going to tell you that it's kind of two main emotions, fear and love, and everything stems from them. And, of course, we need fear because traditionally, way back when, fear in the body is its like what, right? We want to run away. So if there's a lion, we should probably fucking run away. Very helpful. However, over the years, it's obviously gone from there's a lion to, oh, my God, is someone going to judge me? Because it's now just turned into, I mean, of course, there's still physical fears, but a lot of it is now psychological. And on your day-to-day life, you will be experiencing more of the psychological fears that keep you really stuck. And we have three parts of our brain. So this is very basic. There's, not, there's more than three parts, but I'm just going the basic way. We've got the primal part, which is at the very back. And then we have the emotional slash limbic system. And then we have the prefrontal cortex, which is like the executive system that makes all the like good decisions. The prefrontal cortex doesn't actually fully connect in women until 20 and men 25, which is why guys still make dumb decisions at 25. <laughs> but it's that is the part of our brain that allows us to go, if I do this, this will be a consequence. We can start seeing consequences. However, because this is the newest part of our brain, when we go into an emotional response like fear, because we've triggered ourselves or whatever's triggered us, that part gets shut off, which you probably know from when you're like, all right, going to have this real serious conversation with my partner. It's going to go swimmingly. You sit down, your partner pisses you off, and the next thing you're like, you yeah, motherfucker, and you just lose your shit, and you're like, oh, who's that? <laughs> that wasn't me. Sorry about that. And that is because, and you feel like you can't control it. And that is because the part of your brain that says, like, don't do that, that's bad, essentially bad, gets shut off. And you just go into full emotion. For most of my life, I swear to God, I couldn't control it. I now say I could control it, I just didn't realize how. And when I learned how, it changed everything. It really changed everything. But we have to train ourselves because it's with we have like brain science, um, well science, but we have all of these like neural pathways. And every time we run a pathway, it gets like it's like a really well, not well used road, a new new road. And then a car drives on it and it drives on it. Everyone knows that road. So the brain keeps taking the same road. But to start building a new road, it's fucking hard, which is why habits take so long. And it's the same thing. So right now, all those neural pathways are in that emotion center. And uh, like, it's easy for our brain to go emotional. But as we start to build it, it will become easier for you to not go there. And this is what I really have trained myself and my clients to do. Because if you can manage your emotions, you are actually like, you have control of everything. Have you ever noticed as soon as you're emotional, that's when everything goes out the window, right? Yeah. Even when you're excited, you're like, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm going out with my friends. I'm not going to drink. Then you're really excited and everyone's drinking. You're like, oh, never mind. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it can go either way. It doesn't just have to be like, quote unquote, negative. But for humans and the way that we've kind of created, I'm this, this first bit's kind of like just the, mm, the backstory. And then I'm going to get into things where you're like, that me. But the way that we've created fear is kind of two ways. But between the ages of four and seven, we're in like a theta, a theta brain wave and we're, we're very much being conditioned. And so whatever we express, if our mom or dad or caregiver or whoever is around us says that's good, we keep doing it. Achieving high grades, being athletic, whatever, right? The way you look, the way you dress. If they say good, you're like, cool, I'll do that again whatever you express that was shamed or punished went into the shadow. You were like, it's not safe for me to do this because when I do that, love is taken away from me. And it's, and this could go like either way, obviously. But I think for women, and this is the one I see all the time is as a child, we were told to kind of sit down and shut up, like sit down, just be pretty, you know, don't be what's the one seen and not heard that's a huge one and what happens is that we're like okay it's bad to be loud it's bad to use my voice it's bad to do those things and you've probably built on that over the years especially in high school when you may have told someone something and they went behind your back and told people about it and you were like teased at school or bullied at school did that happen to anyone here yeah awesome this resonates, and you're like, Yes, I'd love it if you use the chat box because it helps me be like, Yes, I'm on the right path. <laughs> and, and so we learned over time, like, I cannot do that. I can't use my voice. And it's just become so lodged into your subconscious that when you go to, for example, say something that's different to someone else's opinion, uh, when you're starting your business and you're wanting to show up on social media. Like all of those things, you go to speak your truth, you're like, it's not safe. And so a part of you feels a lot of fear in that moment and stops you. And you don't understand it. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? You know, and logically you're like, I don't really care about their judgments. I don't care what people think, blah, blah, blah. But in the moment, you're like, (laughs) out the window, see you later. I care, (laughs) Never mind. And so this happens is in like, so many areas so many areas and i want you guys to know that this is yeah, yeah in the middle of an igtv totally um i'm like distracted now i was like write me things and i'm like oh <laughs> okay so the, okay this part of this is very very important like i know that you're like why but because if we didn't have this is the ego formation right the part of us that's expressed becomes our ego and it's like this is our identity and i know this identity really well because it keeps me safe and so anything that's against that identity that's in your shadow becomes a threat to the ego which is a threat to you which triggers a fight-or-flight response and stops you from wanting to do it and it's usually basic shit like if it's money fears money is a like think about money right security it's safety So it's a very basic primal thing that we need because we're like, well, money gives me roof, food, blah, 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 if I don't have it, I'm fucked. And so, of course, anything around money is deeply going to trigger you. And then that's on the not enough side. But the too much side, we have horrible money beliefs in this society, especially as women. And we have this whole thing around deserving because when we look at women who have a lot of money, we generally see... Rich bitch, spoilt, brat, you know, she must have married for it, whatever it is, but we judge so harshly on her. And so when we want to make it, of course we fucking repel it because we have this belief that now if I have that money, I'm going to be like her and I don't like that because that's a threat to my identity because I'm a nice person, right? And it's all going to, all of these disowned parts of us comes into this, this is like a, the first time I hear, heard this, my ego was like, no, motherfucker, that's not true. But it comes into this. Um, we have absolutely everything that everyone else has. So if you can see someone and you're like, you're an asshole, you can also be an asshole. It's just disowned. You're like, she's a fucking bitch and a slut. There's a part of you that would probably love to do that. Okay, on some level, that is very like, you know, your ego is gonna be like, but if you like got real, you're like, yeah, okay, okay. And it's just these triggers that keep on coming up are always shadow, always, 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 confident women, a hundred percent. You know, or you see you get triggered by people who are doing really well, and they're really close to you, and they have the things you want. And what happens is that we start comparing. And you go, she must have that. Not We don't usually rip them down. So there's like shadow and then there's golden shadow. Golden shadow is when you look at someone, you're like, they're more confident than me. They're more this than me. They have more beauty, whatever it is, than me. And so I can't do that. When we're doing that, it means that we've actually associated with feel like an anxious, more neurotic part of us and we don't believe that we have those aspects anymore. But you can't see something you don't have. So you have access to it, but because your ego doesn't allow you to see it within you, you only see it around you. This also allows you to not do the things you want to do because if you don't have that thing, how could you possibly get to that position? And so now you get to play safe. You don't have to go and, you know, start the business or ask for the raise or quit the job or do the thing or whatever it is, right? You don't have to do those things because you don't have what she has to do that. And that keeps your identity in check. So (laughs) it's really frustrating and I get how fucking frustrating it is because we're like, we we see so many things around us and who's super judgmental here? Like, honestly, who feels like their brain is so fucking judgmental? Yeah, amazing. I promise you that when you do this work, you stop being so judgmental. I used to sit and judge everyone. And I didn't do anything. I was just like, judging you, 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 you. And when I started to work with myself and I started to integrate these parts of me that I had shamed, I stopped judging. Because I was like, I see me in you and you in me. And that also means that when someone comes and says something to me that my ego doesn't like, I can take a back seat and go, hmm, that's interesting. Where does that come up? Because how many of us are afraid of judgment, right? We're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of someone saying something to us. We're afraid of being called out because we get so triggered because they're the parts that are like, shoved down. We're like, no, they're unacceptable. Someone calls them out. I feel like I'm going to die. But when we accept them and someone calls us out on it, it's it's just not the same. It's just not the same. There is so much self-love in the in the shadow work it is for me the ultimate act of self-love because all of the light work is only saying that these parts are acceptable the confidence is acceptable the self-expression is acceptable right the happiness the joy all of the things that we want are acceptable all the things that society shows us as well we jump on Instagram, we scroll, scroll, scroll. Wow, happy bikinis, bodies, fucking beach, whatever, laptop lifestyle. We're like amazing. But we don't see the other side very often. And so we think because we don't see it, it's now unacceptable. The crying, the screaming, the tears, the things we've done in the past, the way we've treated people when we've been in a shit space, we say that is unacceptable. I can never tell anyone about that. And it goes down and down and down. And when we do that, you may feel like you're always on this like hamster wheel of I want to love myself, but I can't get there. And this is it. Yeah. Shame is, shame is like the, if you imagine, it's like a ball and chain, right? It is literally a ball and chain attached to you. And it will stay there while you don't look at it. Because shame stay, shame sticks to you because you hide it. As soon as you shine the light on it and you talk about it and you share it, it allows you to let it go. Like I've told people, and when you tell someone something, shame don't like, you don't have to go tell the world. And the things that I do on my Instagram, I want you guys to know, like I've worked very hard to be able to share a lot of the things I, I do share. But the first time I started shame work, I would shake. My body would physically shake. I couldn't like barely speak. I would just bawl my eyes out and it was like a full body release. But as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, Oh, I feel so much better. That wasn't as bad as I thought actually. And it allowed it just to, and now I don't hold shame. Yeah. And so if we don't do this work, It stays unconscious, but just because it's unconscious doesn't mean it's not running the show. (laughs) Like we've got a brain 100%, 5% is your conscious mind, 95% is unconscious. So when we're just like trying to force it, muscle it, whatever it is, it doesn't work because there is 95% still holding the reins, still driving the car. So the job is to match them up. Yeah, I used to be a forcer too. And that's why I'm like, I'm not going to give you positive affirmations, love them. But if you don't do this, then you're going to be like forcing, 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 you know, (sighs) I'm confident. I'm powerful. Your brain's like, no, you're not liar. You're not. You're like, I am, I am confident. I'm going to do it. You're not. You're like, who the fuck is that? Right. That is literally, (laughs) literally what happens when you don't do both of them. So, Carl Jung said, I love Carl Jung, (laughs) until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate, right? That's what happens. People are like, no, I can't help it. I don't know what's wrong with me. And then don't do anything. So, this is like individual stuff. What I want to touch on now is the collective unconscious. And this is, so everyone kind of has these what you'll notice is that everyone has the same, sim, like same thoughts or very similar thoughts, regardless of their experience, regardless of where they were born, anything, they have very similar thought patterns when they're in the same position, like similar positions in their life. And the reason for this is that we all have this collective unconscious or collective shadow. And so it, it comes; it's a very ancestral thing, and we there's ancestral trauma i'm not going to go into ancestral trauma because i'll be here all day but it's just it's passed down it's passed down it's passed down so we get things from our grandmothers from our mothers from our fathers all of that and the way that we can start to identify these kind of personalities is through archetypes and i'll share the quote in a second Um, (laughs) but so using archetypes if we think about archetypes right If you think of a warrior archetype, tell me briefly, what does a warrior archetype do look like? What's the personality? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like strong, strength, confident, fearless, leader, right? You can see that. It's like the same thing. And so when you meet someone and they, you, they have that energy, you could probably identify that they have a warrior archetype, right? Or a very queen archetype or a mother. You know, we can even think of a mother. Loving, caring, nurturing, whatever it is, okay? And when you meet someone, they don't have to be a mother, right? You can feel that energy from someone who is very nurturing, I don't have that, (laughs) not very often anyway, (laughs) but it's, and they just, people will have different ones. And so Carolyn Miss talks about four survival archetypes and these archetypes we have to work through before we can get to like higher states because everyone has these four. And when they are in the shadow, And when we're not paying attention to them, they hold us there. And so if they're holding us there, they're like, when you hear them, you'll be like, oh, my God. (laughs) But when they're holding us there, they are kind of like an enemy, right? But they're not. Technically, they're not. Because when we bring them out and when we be friends with them and when we meet them and embody them and allow them to have a voice, they tell us a lot. They tell us where we give our power away. They tell us our fears and why. They tell us how to help them so they don't keep taking over you. And this is so another person. There's so many names. Carol S. Pearson. She writes a great book called The The Journey of the Hero, The Hero Within or something like this. Um, And she talks about the three journeys. So she talks about the journey of the ego, then the journey of the soul, and then the journey of the self. So the first journey is the ego. And that is what I said before. Like we have to form our ego. We have to have conditioning because it helps us survive in society and be quote unquote acceptable. If we don't do this, we end up in jail or the loony bin. Okay. Like it's important. (laughs) However, we, most of us never get past this part. We just know how to survive in society because we go to do something. Our body reacts and we don't do it because we're like, oh, that just feels bad. That just feels wrong. So we avoid the feeling, even though it's usually a lot of wounded stuff. Once we start to break through that and we realize, shit, I've got all this unclaimed stuff that I want to reclaim. Being seen, being heard, being successful, being like, you know, getting to fucking take up space. Most women can't put their arms out. They will not put their arms out in a room because they don't want to take up space. What the fuck? Like, who would feel uncomfortable doing that in a room full of people? putting your fucking arms out yeah and so they the next part we get to is like reclaiming these parts of us which is the soul parts of our soul that we've lost and then the final part is the journey of the self and that is when we are integrated with both we can see our ego we see our conditioning we can understand it we also know what parts we have now reclaimed and are safe to us and then we start to actually do the journey we want to do which is when you get into meditation and you see all the things you want to see that make you excited and light up. And you're like, Oh my God, like I want to be on the beach and I want to do this and I want to have this and blah, 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 that stuff. That is the journey of the self, right? Because that's like, that's us. That's what we've been given. There are desires. So these, you can also see archetypes. Like if you watch a movie, they all kind of go the same way because it's called the hero's journey. And they, I always just think of a Charmed episode because I was obsessed with Charmed and it's really easy, but you can think of even Star Wars or something like that. Um, but they always start at the start of the movie, everyone's fucking happy, right? Everyone's having a lovely day, they're doing their thing and then something bad happens. And whatever happens, they ha- the good protagonist has to go fight the bad thing. They always fight them with a little bit of, are oh, they're going to make it. And then they come out at the end. And we know this is like a very normal thing we see. And we do the same thing in our life, right? We're fine. Then a challenge comes up and we can either take on that challenge or we can fall back from that challenge. Every time we fall back, we don't get to grow. We don't get to learn and we stay stuck and we create more stories, more fear. But if we take on the challenge and you've probably done this, you've taken on the challenge, you got to the other side and you're like, that actually wasn't so bad. I don't know what the fuck my brain was on about. Crazy, right? <laughs> Good times. And so this is this is just going to keep happening. So there's two ways we look at archetypes. We have the survival archetypes and then we can also, there's like 100 archetypes, like I'm not going to go through all of them, <laughs> but the ones I really look at is the queen, the warrior, the lover and the magician. These are light, quote unquote, light archetypes. When we embody their energy, it allows us to move in different ways. So just say you're having like a really, things aren't going well and, you, and you're and you at this point, you're like, I have to take action and I'm shitting myself. And you're like, my body, it's feeling like a lot. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to stop. Take a breath and start to call in a warrior energy. Right? Because that warrior energy, as you start to feel it, and you will, you start to feel it and you start to like call it in, you go, okay, what would a warrior do? They'll fucking do the damn thing. Damn it. <laughs> They'll take action. They would fight for what they believe in. They would fight for what they know is right. And so we can just call it in and then use it to move us forward. However, most of us stay in. The shadow archetypes. So the two I'm going to go more into depth is the victim. And everyone, take a breath. And the prostitute. Oh, he said that word. <laughs> and I don't mean sex work away. But when I first heard it, I was like, excuse me. That was my own judgment, right? Around the sex industry. Because I don't, I've worked on all of this. I don't have judgment around the sex industry anymore. And that to me was huge. Because I like, (laughs) growing up, I was just so judgmental about people who were slutty. I was like, nope. But it was such deep fear around my own body, being seen, being touched, all of those, what I thought it meant. So the victim, you'll see the victim archetype. Who is that friend? Maybe you're that person. They always complain, but they never do anything about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and not only do they always complain about it, they then blame everyone else, right? It's the kids. It's the boss. It's the husband. It's the d- 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 la, it's the money. Whatever it is, there's always a fucking reason. It's time. It's energy oh my God, I'm always so busy. I'm always so busy. I am so busy. How are you busy? Busy is not a fucking emotion. Like, come on guys. Right. And (laughs) this person tends to have very little self trust in themselves. Okay. So they'll just say, this always happens to me. I can't do it. I need someone to come and save me and i used to the first time i read victim archetype checklist i was like every single there was like 20 things i ticked every box 20 fucking things and i was like oh and when i realized that it was actually really empowering okay because i was like great now i know i'm fucking giving all my power away to everyone like i i couldn't control my emotions i couldn't control my drinking i couldn't control smoking i couldn't control my friends i people who literally treated me like absolute trash. And I was like, oh, well, I can't do anything about it. It's what I deserve. And so you can imagine how shit I felt, right? (laughs) Like, and so I would use the alcohol to cope with how I felt victimized by other people. And I let them do it because that's all I believed I was worth. And I want this to, I'm just going to side note because I should have side noted this before. Victor, being victimized in like assault or something like this is not what I'm talking about. Okay. Like, yes, there are actual times we are a victim. I mean, when we have a victim mentality. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to like preface that before anyone's like, Oh, um, this person also said like, it, I'm just this way. I can't change it. It's just the way it is. They also codependent and I don't mean just being codependent in a relationship. I mean codependent with money, codependent with their business, codependent with anything that they feel they have to control. And if it's not going their way, they're like, life fucking ends. They get real triggered, real upset, and they're like, why is nothing going my way? And then they don't do anything about it. I'm definitely, (laughs) I do this. And I will recognize it now. And now I know what to do with it. Cool. (sighs) Who resonates with the victim mentality? Yeah. If you can see it in everyone else. And like, I just want to say like, everyone has this on a level. Some people have it more than others. And then um, other people will be like, I used to have it more. Cool. Uh, Codependency. Yeah, it's relying on something for essentially like your happiness or your worth or like feeling good. So if it goes away, you're like, oh, my God. Even arguing, if you're constantly arguing with someone, you're in a victim mentality. To argue is to say that you are not right just for wanting to be right, that you have to prove yourself and that someone else, that you believe on a level that you may be wrong. So you have to argue your point to regain it for them to tell you that you're right. Ah oh, Okay. The prostitute. <laughs> this is the one. So who's afraid of rejection? <laughs> Hi look at me. So the prostitute essentially sells not her body, but her truth, her opinions, her beliefs, her self-expression, her authenticity for someone else to validate her. (sighs) She's going to stay in toxic relationships. She's going to say things that she doesn't mean for people to like her. Yep. She's going to be people pleasing. She doesn't care what it is but she will sell all of herself as long as the person on the other end says you're worth it you're good i validate you and when you have a a prostitute archetype which we all do okay you're constantly thinking what's that person thinking you're constantly in your head going hmm How can I plan this conversation to come out the best way possible? And it's always this, like, always this fucking obsession around wanting to be accepted and feel safe to the point where it's like, I would rather just sacrifice all my fucking dreams, sacrifice everything so I feel okay and you still love me. It's all good. No one else is uncomfortable. Cool. That was my biggest one. I would rather feel discomfort than that person have to feel discomfort. Fucking terrified of someone else doing that, of feeling that way. But it was never about them. It was about me. I didn't want to feel discomfort, right? Because I could deal with my level, but when I added on a layer of what I thought they were thinking about me, which is a mind fuck anyway, because we have no idea, it was just like the feeling in my body was like too much. It was too much. And this person's also going to be really unhappy in their job. They're just staying because it gives them a sense of validation in some way. They're going to have heaps of reasons not to leave as well. Yeah. That's me. Until recently, I didn't know how I was because of giving myself away to everyone. Totally. And I think that, like... In business, if you're in business or want to be in business, this is when you start showing up inauthentically. And this is when sales get sleazy. Because you are now showing up in a way to butter up the other person to make them like you so they buy from you. Whereas if you were to show up authentically and just be you and be like, hey, this is the thing, do it or don't do it, I don't care, but I'm just telling you it's going to fucking change your life and if you don't like me, then probably go somewhere else. But if you're not doing that, it's inauthentic. It's salesy and that's why sales feel like shit. And we see this all the time on social media. People showing up, like you could go through, if you go look at five different coaches' Instagram feeds, they pretty much all look the fucking same. Beaches, sparkles, rainbows, clouds. I'm like, oh my God, guys, get some individuality. <laughs> but it's in this is happening not because people don't have those aspects, but because that's what we're constantly seeing. And we're like, well, that's acceptable. If I was to go against the grain, then I'm not going to make it in business. I'm not going to make it in this relationship or the dating world. Right. And so we're like, fuck what I want. Fuck who I am. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm just going to do that because it's working for her. Right. And this also, like this prostitute, doesn't want to show their shadow at all. At all. It is going to keep you in this energy. This is one of the first energies that you have to work with because it's going to say, no fucking way am I going to do shadow work or look at the parts that I've shamed because that means I'm not going to be validated and accepted. And I'm going, and no, I can't. Right. Because that's the whole thing. I want to be validated and accepted. And so when we start to work with this part and actually transmute it and alchemize it, it's we stop wanting the validation so much. A part of us always wants validation. We're human. Like, come on guys. But (laughs) it's like, I don't require you to make me feel better. I don't need you to say that's acceptable. That's not acceptable. Because that's not authentic to me. And when we're living these paths and everyone talks about what's it feel like to be aligned and whatever, it doesn't actually feel that great most of the time because you've got to do the things that you think are unacceptable, right? But it does feel good in a weird way. Like it feels good because you can put your head on the pillow and you know you made the right decision for you. But when you start living what someone else wants from you and their path, you who's been doing it? And you're like, something just doesn't feel right. Like no matter what I do, something constantly feels off. That is a huge sign that you're in the prostitute energy because you're doing what other people want you to do. And you only do that when you need validation. Mm -hmm. So... I think that's like, uh, yeah. Cool. I was like just checking that I hadn't missed anything big on that. But she also, and every, all of these archetypes, with this is only two, there's another two. These archetypes, they seem like, oh my God, <laughs> that's a lot. But when you actually embody them and understand them, the prostitute's gonna come in and say, hey, You're giving away your authenticity to this person because you're going to start to recognize it. The other two is the saboteur and the child. Saboteur is, I'm not going to go through them too deeply, but the part of us that's like planning, 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 planning. I always need to wait for the last piece to land and then I'll do it. Very logical. Obsessed with having certifications. This is the imposter syndrome, right? I have to have this amount of knowledge before I can do that. I have to know everything in the entire world before I could possibly do that. (laughs) Impossible, right? I was doing that real today with the sound. It's like impossible. That's in my head. Anyway, but (laughs) (laughs) this I feel for me, I have like, I was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> saboteur was me for sure, for sure. Very disconnected from intuition as well because intuition doesn't make fucking sense, right? If your intuition says something, you're like, why? Why would I do that? That is insane. That feels like it's gonna kill me if I do that. I want the result, I just don't want to take the action. And that's because saboteur archetype is so fucking strong and is like, that's not logical, that's not safe. <laughs> And so you hold it and you don't take the action. And the magician is actually the light side of the saboteur. And the magicians are all about intuition and making magic manifesting. Cool. And then the wounded child. Who's done inner child work? Yeah. Amazing. It's pretty good. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) The... In a child and the wounded child is very much like I have big dreams or I used to have big dreams and now they're not possible because like life, I'm an adult and it's like you've lost that part of you and it comes through and the child tends to come through when you've like worked too much and you really want to play and do something fun but you shame that part of you because having fun is not acceptable to a society because we have to work, guys. It's very important to always be working. Abort, don't do that. But we we she comes in and we will desperately need it. And so we will sabotage using food, alcohol, right? Procrastination. Like we'll want to be doing something else and we won't allow ourselves to do it because we've put that in the shadow. <sighs> okay. How's everyone feeling? I'm aware of the time. I always go over. Amazing. Called out. Fired up. Good. Amazing. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I want you guys to know, like, these archetypes, it's perfect, right? Because it's not just you. This is a universal energy. And everyone has a shadow archetype. Everyone has these parts of them. And we, and some of you have probably done a lot of work around victim mentality already, especially if you're in personal development. It's kind of like step one. Um, it's the, when you realize like, fuck, I do have control over my life. But then these other ones also need to be worked with. So here's what I do, right? And this takes deep fucking courage. Deep courage to actually go in and meet these parts because your ego is like, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) It's easier to pretend they're not there. But right now, you pretending that they're not there is the reason you're not getting the result you want. Your relationship to your shadow, to your saboteur parts, to your shame is the reason you're not getting results. Because while you're holding onto this and saying it's unacceptable, especially if you want to be in business and being seen in a certain way, even in your life, if you want your partner to see you or you want to start a relationship, the reason that doesn't happen is because you're like, all this shit is so unacceptable that I'm going to hide it. And so you never show up fully authentic. And people can fucking feel it, right? They can genuinely feel it. You've been in a room with someone where you're like, they're saying all the right things, but there's some shady shit going on here. Like, I don't know what it is, but I can feel it and that's generally people who are have not done the work have not deep dived right so i just want you guys to know like all of this will fucking change your life 100% i didn't know self love until i did this until i went i shame that 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 blah 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 And brought it all out and said i love you 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 blah 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 i accept you and had someone else witness that because it's one thing to know it and you already know the parts you shame right but when you have someone witness that part of you and send you unconditional love because these parts of you that have been shamed were shamed because they were not loved in the moment that it happened even if it was when you're four or five and they've never been loved because in that moment you're like they're unlovable because that's the feedback I'm getting. And now if you bring them out and they do get love, you'll be like, what the fuck? And that just loses power. And then you start achieving what you want to achieve because you lose this fear of being seen, of being called out, of being judged, because you're like, motherfucker, no one can judge me because I don't judge myself. Because it's not the judgment, right? It's you thinking about the judgment. You're like, oh, I wonder what they're saying. And in your brain, it's like all the way down the rabbit hole. In their brain, they have like long gone somewhere else and started thinking about themselves and how people are judging them. Because everyone's always thinking about themselves. It's a magical world. <laughs> yeah, I I used to also care way too much, right? So this is my process. One, self-fucking compassion. Give yourself self-compassion. If you don't know these parts, if you haven't seen these parts, your first job is to just go, that's okay. That's okay. I didn't know. My brain doesn't, your brain doesn't want to show you either. Yeah? Like it really doesn't want to show you because it says it's unacceptable. And so we just have to give ourselves self-compassion. Then the next step is self-awareness. When you feel fear, where are you feeling it in your body? Right? Do you feel it in your heart? Do you feel it in your solar plexus? It's like a little bit. Yeah. Stomach drop. Yeah. Fingers sometimes, adrenaline. Throat. If you are about to say something, you get a throat blockage. Yeah. I'm, that is like your cue instead of trying to run away from it and get rid of it, which is classic response. I'm just going to eat my feelings or procrastinate or scroll on social media or whatever it is. You can just and start to feel it and be like, what, what? how does this need to be released? And then you go and you release it. Like emotional release is very important. Most people are too afraid to feel their feelings because they think that they're going to open Pandora's box and it all comes out. And then they're like, it's never going back. (laughs) But it doesn't work like that. That only happens when you resist your emotions. You stay in an emotion for longer, the more you resist it. Once you've done the release, you can then go and talk to this part of you. Sounds crazy. (laughs) But it's what we do. It's exactly what we do in Ignite. We go in and we meet the part of us and we start talking to it and we start to understand it. This is a hypnosis process. Okay, it is NLP. It's all of those things, which I'm trained in. That's why I use them. But you can simply do this by journaling. Yeah, of course, it's better to do it that way. But if that's not the right step for you at this time, you can actually go in and just start like talking and just being like, what do you need? What's going on right here, right now, right? Once you've understood it, you can integrate it, meditation, whatever you want to do and then you need to step into the empowered archetype so calling in that energy how do i want to feel and then only when you're in empowered or empowered enough you make a decision and you take action because what happens is that we go into fear we go into shadow and we start changing our minds and start thinking that we've got all the best ideas you know what never mind that that idea i had when i was calm <laughs> i actually don't think it's a good idea anymore And we start finding ways to scapegoat it and get out of it. Yeah, I see this all the time, especially on a sales call. Sales call, right? Someone comes in, they're really excited. And they're like, yes, I want to do the thing. I'm like, awesome. Blah, blah, blah. We get through it. They're like, yeah, it's a perfect fit, blah, blah, blah. And then I tell them the price. Never mind. Because what's happened is that their shadow, their saboteur has gone, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't possibly do that. It feels really unsafe. I don't want to do it. And it's not the fucking price. It has nothing to do with the price. If it's a price, they say genuinely, I can't afford this. But if they start making excuses, it's because they see that they actually have to work and they have to do the work and then their results on the other side. And that is, again, the ego is like, mm, not sure about that. And that's when people start going to a fear response because change, even though you want it so much, it's going to evoke a fear response because it is new and change is scary to you. Even if it's good change, right? Who's done that? You're like, oh my God, I'm ready to do this thing. And then as soon as the price or whatever it is, and you realize you actually have to take the action, you shit yourself and you just find all the reasons to wait. I've done it so many times, (laughs) like literally so many times. So my top tools, journaling, guys, please fucking journal every day or at least try. Meditation. It took me a long time to pick up the meditation habit. I'm like 230 days in there. Good me. But it took me a really long time and you don't get instant gratification. Get over the fact that you're <laughs> that you're never gonna get instant gratification from this work <laughs> because it just doesn't happen that way. And, but if you do it, I have found myself very much being able to be in the middle of a trigger about to yell and I'm, and I can stop myself and I'll be like, Oh, crazy. And I can calm myself. Whereas previously for 20 something years, I couldn't do that at all. And that's because meditation has genuinely changed my brain and allowed me to slow down. And the slower you can get, the less fear is going to run you. Cause what does fear feel like? we're like trying to get out of it i don't want to do it blah, blah, blah. right so if we can f- slow in that moment you are going to get the control so this is another quote by carl Jung. i forgot i'll t- give you the other one as well your visions will become clear only when you look into your own heart who looks outside dreams who looks inside awakens Plenty of people are looking around being like, this is the thing that's going to make me happy, successful, joy, peace, blah, 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 blah. That's going to do the thing. But it's not, not that it's internal work. You have to do the work with these archetypes. You have to do shadow work. And I don't care if it's with me or with someone else. But if you want results and you want deep self-love and to show up authentically, no matter fucking what, you have to do it. I'm just saying that my program's lit. That's it. Okay? (laughs) So I'm going to go into Ignite. Then we're going to do prize winners. And then I have a final quote because it's a really good quote. And I think you guys will love it. So I just want to show you exactly what Ignite is because it it truly is like, this program came to me in a meditation. I was sitting and meditating. I took a month of social media to figure out. I was like, there's something that needs to come. And you know, when you have that feeling like there's something there, and I fucking don't know what it is. And I was meditating, meditating for like a week straight. And then it all just like came to me. And I was like, that's it. That's the fucking program. And so I ran it. And I was like, it's going to be good. And I knew it was going to be good. But then when I actually ran it and I got to the end of it and I see the results, because I still work with a lot of those women to this day and I see the results they're still getting, I'm like, what the fuck? Like I have never seen anything like it. And I've been in a lot of containers and this is only four days, four fucking days. And I was like, what? So. I'm going to show, I'm just going to do this the easy way and get down. This is my bougie ass picture. I know it's amazing. So this is sales page. Um, there's like um, testimonials. I'm going to send this guys, uh, send this to you, but there's testimonials. If you want to see and hear from other people who have done it, who aren't just me, but I want to give you a breakdown of the days. Cause that's probably the most important thing. So first day is victim and warrior. So we actually like claim all of our power back from where we're giving it away. And even if you've done victim work, there's always more work to be done. And as soon as you go into hypnotic state and you fucking talk to this part of you, you'll be like, oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) And then we also go into the warrior and she's the one who's going to take action for you. She's the one who's going to allow you to start moving forward. So the live session of this is 27th of May, 6 till 9pm. They're all after hours. Day two prostitute lover you know where am I actually selling myself where am I selling my authenticity where am I giving that away and starting to stand in the lover so the lover is the value okay that's the part of you that goes this is my value this is what I'm worth this is my authenticity and it's not fucking sellable like there is not one thing in this world that would make me do that and you'll start to identify what that is for you Friday, so next day. Day three is queen. Queen day is like the best. And <laughs> Everyone walks away from queen day just being like, oh, my God. <laughs> so on, on queen day, what we do is that we go into the child and we heal that part of us and we reclaim all our wildest dreams and we give them to the queen and the queen is going to support those because when you're in queen energy, you actually send your warrior to take the action and the queen also calls in help because you don't have to do this alone. It's also boundaries. Boundaries are very important for a queen. Queen doesn't have like all of these people just taking up her time and doing all those things and saying yes to things, right? Queen's just like firm boundary, it's here. So you'll know exactly where those boundaries are. And day four is the saboteur. So where am I being so fucking logical that I'm not going to get a result, right? Where is this holding me back and how? Then you stand in your magician who is your intuition. That is the seat of your intuition. This is where you learn to trust your gut and what it's telling you. So those two days, Saturday and Sunday, are both 9 to 12. All of these are recorded. And if you... I had a girl who could only make two live sessions last time and she still has the most incredible results. You can find her uh, testimony on here. I think it's that one actually. There's also going to be... um, There's going to be little challenges that you have to do at the end of each day for integration you do the challenges you will integrate these and you'll walk away being like holy shit and it will be such an embodied feeling that you can't lose it you can never lose it and what I heard from the girls last time they're like I don't know what it is but I just it's just stuck with me it's really just stuck with me so there's going to be a challenge prize to be won there's Facebook support there's everything like literally everything everything's live as well with me so this is the normal price but because you guys are here you actually get it half price so there's a 50% coupon which is fearless so f e a r l e s and you put that in so it comes down to 49.9 and there's a fucking this payment plan comes down to like $75 a month so i don't want any fucking shit about money <laughs> and the reason i did that is because The reason I did that was because I actually want this work to be accessible. Because I know in the personal development world, sometimes someone's like, here's a program, and it's like five, ten, twenty thousand dollars. And that is like, it's amazing, but sometimes we need something that's just more accessible. And so, my goal for this program is that it's going to touch the hearts of thousands of women. Because I just like, I can't even, I can't even explain how much you will love yourself, how empowered you will feel, how much better your life will be. And I know like, this is not about me talking this up because I didn't know this until I'd seen the results. And after that, I was like, everyone has to have this because it's so life-changing. And you can ask any of my clients. I talk about all the time. I'm like, you got to do Ignite. You got to do Ignite. You got to do, everyone's got to do Ignite like just once because it will revolutionize your life. So I'll drop this link for you guys with the thing. Once you join, again, all of it's recorded. So if you can't make live sessions, I get it because you will still have the support group and you can go through those meditations and I will do the meditations. You'll have the journaling activities. You'll have workbooks and you know these workbooks one of my clients was like this is my fucking bible like when something's not going right i come back to this and i will look at it and i will know exactly what's going on exactly what to do so she doesn't get held back anymore i've watched people start their businesses during this and they're still running them with successfully today so i want to i'm going to do prizes but i want to finish on this quote our biggest fear is not that we are in a- inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Marian Williamson. That is, that quote is just, it's so true because we are so fucking powerful and this work is so powerful and when you do it and when you deeply trust yourself and you feel the pull, if you feel the pull to this and you're like, that's exactly what I need, Just fucking do it because it's four days and it's done. And it will put you into this powerful person that you don't recognise. You might have had tastes of her, but you will be there. And so this is just... I don't even think there's anything else more I can say on it. Like, honestly, this is just all I have for fucking changing everything. Like... You'll just, your mind will fucking blow up because it's so powerful. And yeah, okay. My heart rate's just like, oh, I just feel so good. This program makes me feel so fucking good. Like it doesn't feel bad to sell this at all because I'm like guaranteed you'll have a result if you show up. Yeah. Okay, now the prize winners, what you're all waiting for. <laughs> So thank you so much for spending time with me. I know I'm nine minutes over. It was my deal with myself to be better with time. But so the moon ritual box, which is super cute, goes to, is oh, she still here? Yes. Olivia. Yes, you. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, there's so many comments. <laughs> and so, yeah, I will be in contact. Get all your details because, obviously, I've got to ship it. And then the gift card from being super amazing in the group and doing all those goes to Sam, Samantha J. (laughs) So I will also be in contact with you um but congratulations and i have really appreciated everything that you guys have done in the group over the last few days and supporting each other and showing up for each other it's absolutely beautiful that's more of what we do in ignite over the four days is like you're going to have a group of women who are all going through very similar things that are going to see you and witness you and love you so fucking much because that's what we deeply desire right is just to be loved all of us and i want you to know like that is possible for you okay Does anyone have any questions? Anything at all? (laughs) Why you have my attention? Nope. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your day. And I hope you got what you needed. Yeah. Do I meditate in silence or guided? Uh, it depends. So I have no rules. <laughs> just whatever I want. Sometimes I meditate with more of a feminine flow practice, so moving my body and um, just with music and intuitive m- movement because that's what I need to move a lot of emotions sometimes. And when did the program come through? I think I was listening to a song that's called oh, something prayer. I can't remember. It's so beautiful. I'll put it in the... Um, put in the group for you but yeah no question thank you so much I love this definitely need ignite yes amazing I will be so honored to have you guys there thank you so much for taking time out of your day night whatever (laughs) and being absolutely incredible and so engaging with me I appreciate you all so so much if you have any questions my dms all of that is open to you guys um that um Discount is for the next seven days and then it will go up to full price. So if you want it, I would highly recommend jumping in as soon as possible because there's limited spots as well. So do it and any questions. And if you're not sure if it's right for you, again, just ask questions. Seriously, there's no silly questions, nothing like that. All right. I love you all. Bye. Have a beautiful, beautiful evening.